Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the May 30th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. So today we'll be looking at numbers 1163 through 1167 of the Catechism. 3. When is the liturgy celebrated? Liturgical seasons, 1163. Holy Mother Church believes that she should celebrate the saving work of her divine spouse in a sacred commemoration on certain days throughout the course of the year. Once each week, on the day which she has called the Lord's Day, she keeps memory of the Lord's resurrection. She also celebrates it once a year, together with his blessed passion, at Easter, that most solemn of all feasts. In the course of the year, moreover, she unfolds the whole mystery of Christ, Thus, recalling the mysteries of the redemption, she opens up to the faithful the riches of her Lord's power and merits, so that these are in some way made present in every age. The faithful lay hold of them and are filled with saving grace. 1164. From the time of the Mosaic Law, the people of God have observed fixed feasts beginning with Passover to commemorate the astonishing actions of the Saviour God to give him thanks for them, to perpetuate their remembrance and to teach new generations to conform their conduct to them. In the age of the Church, between the Passover of Christ, already accomplished once and for all, and its consummation in the Kingdom of God, the liturgy celebrated on fixed days bears the imprint of the newness of the mystery of Christ. 1165. When the Church celebrates the mystery of Christ, there is a word that marks her prayer, today, a word echoing the prayer her Lord taught her and the call of the Holy Spirit. This today of the living God, which man is called to enter, is the hour of Jesus' Passover, which reaches across and underlies all history. Life extends over all beings, fills them with unlimited light, the orient of orients pervades the universe and he who was before the day star and before the heavenly bodies immortal and vast the great christ shines over all beings more brightly than the sun therefore a day of long eternal light is ushered in for us who believe in him a day which is never blotted out the mystical passover the lord's day 1166, by a tradition handed down from the Apostles, which took its origin from the very day of Christ's resurrection, the Church celebrates the Paschal Mystery every every seventh day, which day is appropriately called the Lord's Day or Sunday. The day of Christ's resurrection is both the first day of the week, the memorial of the first day of creation, and the eighth day on which Christ after his rest on the great Sabbath, inaugurates the day of the Lord has made. The day that knows no evening. The Lord's Supper is its centre, for there the whole community of the faithful encounters the risen Lord who invites them to his banquet. The Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, the day of Christians is our day. It is called the Lord's Day because on it the Lord rose victorious to the Father. If pagans call it the day of the Son, We willingly agree, for today the light of the world is raised. Today is revealed the Son of Justice with healing 
in his race. 1167. Sunday is the preeminent day for the liturgical assembly, when the faithful gather to listen to the word of God and to take part in the Eucharist, thus calling to mind the passion, resurrection and glory of the Lord Jesus, and giving thanks to God who has begotten them again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead unto a living hope. We ponder, O Christ, the marvels accomplished on this day, the Sunday of your holy resurrection. We say, Blessed is Sunday, for on it began creation, the world's salvation, the renewal of the human race. On Sunday, heaven and earth rejoiced, and the whole universe was filled with light. Blessed is Sunday, for on it were opened the gates of paradise, so that Adam and all the exiles might enter it without fear. So, very well. So, we are looking at the um, liturgical time now. That we have the different uh, elements of liturgical time. And again, the most important element of liturgical time is Sunday. The Sunday is fundamental. That this is, uh, Karl Ratzinger very famously preached a homily before he was elected Pope, before he became Pope Benedict, about... Um, a certain uh, group of, I think it was Namibian uh, martyrs from the north of Africa who uh, were martyred because they were caught going to uh, church on Sunday morning. That again, there weren't church buildings, they were meeting in houses, but they were meeting for Mass for the Eucharist on a Sunday morning, as was their custom. And basically the Romans knew that they were going to celebrate, they knew there were Christians and they knew the way to find them was to stake out and to be kind of on the streets, to have the army on the streets early in the morning because he was celebrate very early so that they could get to work afterwards because Sunday wasn't a, a day of rest. Uh, in the civil calendar, it was a work day. So they had to finish their celebration in time for the um, for people to get to work afterwards. So they caught this, um, they caught this group and um, they're, qu- they're questioning them and uh, they asked them, why were you doing it? Why did you do it? And they asked the priest who's caught with them. And the priest gives them a lovely philosophical answer. I can't remember what it was. But then they turned to the house owner. The man who owned the house where they were, where they were meeting. That he would have been a slightly better off than the others. Uh, still not hugely rich. But he was somebody who had a bit bigger house than the others. Uh, his name was Emeritus. And they asked him, why did you do this? You knew we would catch you. You knew that maybe one Sunday, another Sunday, you'd get away with it. But you knew that we knew that you were doing this on Sunday mornings. Why did you do it? And he says, because without the Lord's Day, I cannot exist. And this is the experience of the early church. Without the Day of the Lord, without the Sunday, we can't exist. We can't be Christians without the Sunday. That we need to have this day of closeness to the Lord. We need to have a day of prayer. And it's not simply about fitting in a 30-minute or a 45-minute or even a one-hour Mass in it somewhere, but to have a day of the Lord, to have a day dedicated to God, a day dedicated to prayer, to doing holy and healthy things with our families, to spend day, time together, that uh, also with charity, that if there's somebody that you know who doesn't have a family, to invite them for lunch. To organise a nice lunch on a Sunday and invite them to celebrate with you. 
but that this day is fundamental for Christians. We can't survive without this day. In the French Revolution, one of the things they wanted to do was to do away with the weak. That they had this idea that they would, well, they, they had an idea that they didn't like Christianity, they hated Catholicism. But anyway, one of the things they wanted to do was to do away with the weak and replace the weak with a new type of week that rather than seven days would have ten days in it. And that was good because it would do away with Christian Sunday. Then also it was also good for them because it would mean people have to work nine days to get a day off and not work six days to get a day off. So they'd increase their, uh, their working week by, by 50%. So they were happy with this. They decreased the amount of free time the people had. But anyway, it, it never went. It, it didn't work. Because in the end, the Christians need this day. We need this day. It's a tragedy nowadays that so many people find themselves forced to work seven days a week, day in, day out, the drudgery, two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, helping here, helping there, doing this, doing that. And in the end, losing track of themselves, losing this intimacy with Jesus Christ, losing this special part of the liturgical life, which is to have a day dedicated to the Lord, this day of the resurrection, that we're invited to have and really to see that this is something that is fantastic, a treasure a treasure that we need to fight to keep and that this is something that the, the, the church is always celebrating and again I just want to finish with this but to emphasise that on Sunday what's celebrated is the resurrection the central event for Christianity is the resurrection Obviously the passion is very important. Obviously the death of Christ on the cross is very important. Obviously Good Friday is important. But Easter Sunday is much more important than Good Friday. This fact that Christ rose from the dead. This is why it's a new day of creation. The eighth day. The first day. The eighth day. That this is the, the Sunday continues as this fantastic place to meet Jesus Christ. You know, that this uh, heaven and earth rejoicing, the whole human race is filled with light. And that this is what we are, we are, we're invited to. You know, to invite, invite this Sunday, in, to enter into Sunday. So the gates of paradise can be opened and that Adam and the exiles may enter it without fear. That our, our sins may be forgiven. That this is what Sunday is about, a weekly experience of Jesus Christ, a weekly experience of the triumph of his resurrection that is greater than anything else and that gives us really access to eternal life. So very well, tomorrow we'll, fi we'll continue and tomorrow we'll look at Numbers 1168 to 1178. God bless.